up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gin Podcast. This is your host, G. If you're new here, um, this podcast is San Antonio, Texas-based. Pretty much on this podcast, we like to cover artists, rappers, um, I mean, anything you can think of that's doing big things within San Antonio. But um, last few weeks, man, have been fucking crazy for me. This is actually, actually, it's been a month since I've actually been in the studio just because of the whole um, job transition. If you follow me on social media, I posted about it a couple of times, but haven't really, haven't really been on social media just for that reason. I mean, fucking, if you're familiar with the car business, you're damn near working 10 to 12 hours a day and it's, it's fucking rough dealing with crazy ass people trying to buy cars. And now that the fucking used car market, new car market is flip upside down. It's a, it's a terrible time to, um, not a terrible time, but it's a weird time to, to fucking purchase a vehicle. But um, yeah, man, crazy times. Appreciate you rocking with me. Trying to get on a schedule as far as getting people into the studio. Um, this will, this is going to be one of the last podcasts. I think I have like four more scheduled in this actual studio because uh, we're me and Jay are planning on moving to a new studio. Don't know the exact spot yet, but it should be in about three weeks, uh, three or four weeks, about early, early June. That's when we should uh, probably be settled in the new studio. So. This is going to be one of the last ones, which is crazy because it's been about a year. Well, it's been a full year. So, um, man, uh, shit, let's get into this one, bro. Um, shit, how you been, bro? How, how, how you doing, man? I'm good. No complaints. Like, yeah. Busy. I've been busy. Yeah. I first want to I first want to touch on the how you like friends with Juan. How, how did that come about? Because me and Juan, I think he uh, he was a supporter at first. He was a big supporter at first, and it's funny because he had hit me up randomly and was like, hey, bro, uh, planning on doing a podcast. Uh, or I think he already had done a couple or had like a, a thing going on. And I was just like, uh, I think he wanted just some, I, I don't know, if it's some tips or some sh- just like, I guess, how I started. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met up for lunch and shit, ever since then, that, that dude was pretty cool, bro. Yeah, Juan is fucking awesome. For, yeah. Like, probably like. <laughs> I had a couple friends, probably like one and eight. He probably got the best energy. Yeah, that I'm, that I'm ever around. Just yeah, really yeah. pleasant, like positive energy. You know what I'm saying? And and then he's a really good entrepreneur too. So it's like, yeah, I saw that because he had hit me. Uh, this was like two weeks ago. He started the uh, electric rental bike mm-hmm. business. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I was like, uh, I had um posted. I posted like on my story. Uh, what did I say? I said that I wanted to smoke with all the Dreamville niggas, and then and then uh, he messaged me from his from his bike company. He was like, "What happened?" Yeah, but I didn't know it was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know about yeah. the bike company yet. Yeah, that, that's one though. That's like, like so I I know one because um, his his two youngest brothers are two of my best friends in the world. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Sammy Sam was my DJ for a minute. He's still my DJ, but uh, I would go to his house to rehearse. So, like, we would just, they would, his whole family would just have to hear me rap for two hours in, in his bedroom. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Are you from that side of town? Like, uh, where, where they grew up? So, I've I've lived all over. I've, like, you'll hear me in my music on West Side all day because they, they adopted yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, like that's where I'm at. Like, my my West Side, my West Side guys, they don't, they don't flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've always, like. I uh, I graduated and I was like pretty much homeless like right after I graduated from high school. So like, 
I, I ended up staying with my homeboy Fig off of West Travis. Like I was there for a little while. And then I was just floating around like like crib to crib for a minute, but it was mostly on the south side and the west side, you know what I'm saying? So when because off air we talked about how um you're originally from New York. So mm-hmm. when did you when was that transition from I guess um, San Antonio to from New York? Us okay, so like I was born in New York, but I I didn't live everywhere. I oh, okay. like so from New York, I went to Louisiana, from Louisiana uh, to Houston, to from Houston, I moved back to New York, and then from New York, we moved to, to Navasota, Texas, which is kind of by College Station. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My stepdad's from Navasota, so that was the first, the first, uh, like, as I was kind of, I think I was like 13 when we moved there. Fucking hated it because it was such a small town. Like, like it was just too small and uh, too many white people. No, it was it was all black <laughs> <just> people. <laughs> it was it was crazy because I've never yeah. seen so many black people like in my life. Like it was like it's a small just yeah, town yeah. just full of black people, and like but the culture was so different than what I was used to. You know what I'm saying? Like the I was used to being. I moved there from uh, from Buffalo, New York, and uh, it was just like way different like slower paced slower paced yeah, like yeah. people interact different you know what i'm saying like i ain't it was hard for me to kind of like make friends and shit for real because because the way i interacted with people and the way people interacted with me was just it was just off for a little and then yeah. san antonio san antonio is my favorite because i just liked it here like it's immediately i don't know if it was because it was like from going from a small town to a big city again and i liked it like a lot better but like i just I just like got along with people here like a lot better. And I've lived in everywhere in Texas except for maybe Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I lived in Waco. I spent some time in Austin, uh, Houston. My, my people live in Pearland in Houston. And, um, yeah, I've been all around this. Damn, San Antonio so is my favorite. That was just about us. So San Antonio is a favorite. That's, that's crazy because a lot of people, uh, and I've said this before on the podcast, like a lot of people, I guess there's a, it's underrated when it comes to San Antonio compared mm-hmm. to like other cities in Texas. Uh, whether if it's shit food, whether if it's people, rappers, artists, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like it, it's so underrated, or at least people look at it that way. Um, and there's a lot of fucking talent here. Well, yeah, there's it, a lot of fucking talent. Like in all in all walks of everything, I feel like it's a, it's a high. Um, it's there's a high. Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's a high volume of people that do stuff shit really yep. good. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's from from the podcast community to to music. Like the, I think we got some of the best producers in the world in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So going into I guess I mean moved around a lot between shit. What was that? You said 13, 14 years? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of moving, bro. Especially <laughs> not even cities, but you're fucking moving states. Mm-hmm. And that's that's crazy. because uh, a lot of people live in one city their whole life and yeah. never get to fucking go out of state. Um, I, I was, I was going to ask you, is that a, does that affect your music? Does that go into your music whenever, cause you, you go into new States and mm. I'm sure it's, it was a hard time making friends cause you had to move and keep in contact with them or not even that. Well, like, I guess what it is, is I don't, th- I think it helps because like I know people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my first, like, uh, I've been damn near on my own since, since like 14, 15. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I had to meet people. I had to adapt to, like, learn how to adapt. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I don't know. I think it, it makes it, like, even, even just locally, 
I have I've lived all over San Antonio. I've lived on the on the south side, mm-hmm. west side, north side, northwest, northeast. You know what I'm saying? I went to Judson for a little while. I went to O'Connor. I I like I went to like oh shit. Out. So that's like two different sides of the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to I graduated over here uh, from a, a school called off a mission called Corvita Academy. Yeah. That's where Blessed Sacrament used to be. Yeah, yeah. I graduated from there. You know what I'm saying? So like, I went to probably like anywhere from like nine to like eleven high schools. Just high schools. That's insane. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I think just my character hasn't really changed in the uh, being the same, uh, consistently the same. I've been able to keep relationships, and uh, it helps. You know what I'm saying? Like, it helps. Like the yeah, having knowing knowing like congregations of people in every every spot, and it's the same in different cities. Even you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I will. Um... Wanted to ask, and you can go into however, however deep. But what's the why the move? Why, why the move? My parents just like to get up and go. <laughs> like yeah, we, nobody yeah. was in the nobody was in the uh, the military or nothing. Like that's just, what I was gonna ask too. Yeah, we everybody asked that. Like, wait, were you in the were your parents in the men? Nope. They just like to get up and go. And like it was annoying as a kid because like I just get settled. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just start making friends. It's hard. It's it's like it's weird. Like when I was younger, it was like real hard for me to make friends because I didn't understand how people communicated. Um, I have a like I have a it's called a nonverbal learning disability. So it's like like a lot of things like um social cues and shit that I didn't pick up on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of it was like I don't know, it was hard for me to communicate when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't know. It was like uh it was annoying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just get settled, like, in a, being in routine still, like, into adulthood is still big for me. So, like, right when I get into routine, we'll, we'll move or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, it should be annoying. But I I'm, I wouldn't change it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because like, you mentioned earlier, it's, um, I mean, you have to grow up fast. That's mm-hmm. the, You have to, like, adjust to your surroundings. And I think a lot of people get put into situations and then, um, down the line, that's it's it's useful for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you start to you start to think on your own. Uh, you get like just skills that it's, um, if you if that didn't happen, you probably wouldn't have. So it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's uh, it's it's a good thing. In fact, yeah. Like even right now, like like I I think a lot of people are around me. Like I, I ain't been this busy in a minute, and like I don't even think I'm really that busy for real. You know what I'm saying? But I'm so used to like. Yeah doing everything on the go, everything on the fly, like having to think on my feet, having, yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Having to like, even learn how to just like, literally go with the flow. Like, just, like everything's gonna, gonna go wrong some days, most days more, more than, more than like yeah. they go right. You know what I'm saying? So and sometimes you just gotta go with whatever's going on. And like me, me having to do that for so long, like it, it makes it, it makes yeah. it a lot easier. There was a point in time during my life, like where, um, I was always prepared for the worst, mm-hmm. but like I, I've, it was hard to get out of that mindset because you're expecting shit to not go the way it's planned. So mm-hmm. I think for me, whenever I just transition my fucking thinking to like just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. If it's bad, cool. If it's good, like even better. Yeah, you just keep certain shit tied down too. Like I, I tell Sammy Sam, especially like a while ago, when we were doing a lot of shows. I'd be on about certain shit because like if it can go wrong, it will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like the things I can control, I focus on those. And then some's out of my control, I just submit to it. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I don't like, I don't like just let that be the situation if it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta figure, you gotta yep. be able to think around it. But like 
I don't like to see something in front of me as like, damn, this is what's stopping me from getting there and just focus not that I can't get there. I'm like, I look around like, can I jump a fence? Is there yeah. a window I can get through? You know what I'm saying? Because you got to get, I got to get where I'm going. And, and Yeah, I feel like, and it's weird sometimes because I've met people that don't think like that. That And it's a huge part of their, just their, um, their growing up background. Like mm-hmm. They've never really been put into uh, tough situations. And granted, as a kid, or I guess as a parent, I should say, that's kind of what you want as a child. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, it's like a 50-50 type thing. Like, do you want your kid... And I, I'm I'm not talking to, from a parent's standpoint because I have no kids, but like I've seen people where they grew up in a certain lifestyle, then comparing to like myself or somebody that's been through some tough situations, mm-hmm. they don't think the same. They don't have the same skills. They don't. Uh, they sometimes they can't um, do shit on their own. They mm-hmm. they've always been used to some some help in the back. And not to say that it's bad, but it's just a uh, it's just weird sometimes because I've met people. Like you know what? That. Yeah, it's like. It's a frustrating for me. Well, for when it's when it's bad to a certain extent, because yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, because I, I've never been able, to, I've never been afforded that to like. And don't get me wrong, I've got a lot of help. Like from, like if it wasn't like for, I've come across a lot of people that have done a lot for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I needed it, just in a clutch. Like when I didn't have nothing, they were there for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's because of, I think it's because of my energy because I don't like. Yeah. I don't when shit's fucked up. I don't just like, oh man, life's fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the world's against me. I don't get like that. I just, I just gotta keep going. You know what I'm saying? I think just keeping going. Like, like I think God like puts those people in my path. That, you know what I'm saying? To help yeah, yeah. me out. And uh, but when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, hey, I want to do this and I want to do that, and but I can't because this person or that person. It always sounds crazy when it's a person. <laughs> like, like when it's when it's a whole another grown man telling me how a whole another grown man is stopping him from doing something or like or or holding him back from doing something i'm just like because i don't feel like anybody's ever been able to stop me from doing anything and i've had a lot of people try you know what yeah. i'm saying then it don't so it don't make sense to me like if you want something you could get it i don't think there's nothing mm-hmm. i believe there's nothing that anybody should want that they can't get you know what i'm saying like if they you just gotta think through. Yeah. Think everything through. Put some hard work yeah. in them. Plan. Plan. You know what I'm saying? Like it should be by design for real. Like yeah. the best stuff, I think. You know what I'm saying? Like a, there's a lot of luck. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people just wait to get lucky. But if you really want something, you just gotta design your plan. Yeah, and that's what that's what I've had a problem too, is especially with this, is like there was times where I wasn't um I just wasn't putting in work towards this. Like I was just doing some of the editing half ass, some of the shit. Within the the podcast, like in the conversations that I was having with some of the people, uh, it was just like it was just a half-assed conversation. And then when I started to switch to like actually enjoying and having genuine conversations and um, coming to the studio, like I started looking forward to the studio. I started um, YouTubing shit on how to get better at video editing and just mm. all types of things. Like everything just started clicking. Everything's there for you. Yeah. That's just like yeah. like that's why I can't like why those. The, that type of attitude frustrates me because everything is here for us. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you don't, there's people that don't know that, that don't understand that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I kind of shoot those people some bell because they're like, they're ignorant by, it's not to their fault. You know what I'm saying? It's just, they don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they don't know how accessible information is now. Yeah. But like, if you know how accessible information is, like, there's no, no excuse not to yeah. be able to like, if you want something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 
100 percent uh i, I want to transition into the music man because it always interests me and everybody has a, a different backstory as far as what got them into music i mean why music but um i mean growing up when did it actually start to come into like reality as far as making music uh okay so i was in i was in waco and i was in juvenile for like i had been sitting in it for like nine months and then i got out and uh I got. I was getting ready to get out, and they canceled. It's funny they canceled the placement I was supposed to go to because they. It was in a small town called Oglesby, Texas, and uh, they didn't know I was black. It was like a boys' home they were about to send me to. And then the day I went to like was supposed to leave, they called and were like, "Oh, we don't think it's a good idea for him to come here. Like, we didn't realize he was black, and they run black people out of this town." So sure, and yeah. and one of the guards was in there like, "You're going to Oglesby?" Like the whole like I had been in there for like waiting to go for like two months and he, yeah. he would be fucking with me like you're going to Oglesby, Texas. He was like, they they play, it's so small, they play six man football. He was like, he had told me there's a family that moved there, a black family that built a house and they burnt their house down. And like, I thought he was fucking with me, you know what I'm saying? And then I go to, I go to, uh, to do that, like to leave and fucking, they tell me I can't go cause I'm black. So then I had to, I had to sit in there like another couple months, I think. And then um, they sent me here to San Antonio. And uh, I was just, I was in this this boys' home called Boys Town. And uh, like it was, they sent us, that's how I went to O'Connor, they sent us to regular school. And um, I the, I guess the group of friends I, I had made, they're, they're rapping, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I started writing a bunch of raps. Like I was just, I had a folder like probably like that thick of fucking just raps. But at this boys', boys home that I'm at, you can't, uh, you can't listen to rap. You can't like, if they catch me like hugging a girl at school, I'd be in trouble. There's a bunch of like weird rules. And uh yeah, I had this this friend Tony, um, that I met in one of my classes, a little skinny, like geeky geeky, like uh what do you call him? Like a what a Mexican, like a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh but like uh he was like he was like, Do you rap? And I don't even think I might I might not even have started writing yet. And I went to his house with him after school one day. I snuck over there after the fly and said I was doing something after school to people at the boys' home. And like, first of all, I had the biggest house I had ever seen, like I ever walked in. And then he had all this musical equipment in his room, and I did my first little freestyle, and I liked the way my voice sounded. So, like, I just kept kept writing and, and kept trying to go back to record with him, like, any chance I could get. And then... Uh, and then I would go like I'll find a way to sneak off with my friends to get get over there and record with them. And I just and then uh I uh so I left that boys home, I ended up running away from it. And uh and I was uh I went back to Waco and it's funny because I was like I was staying right down the street from my mom in Waco for like three months. And like nobody knew I was even like nobody oh, knew where I was at. <laughs> yeah, on the on the same street, like four or five houses down. And uh I got stir crazy and like, cause I couldn't leave the crib for real and uh, end up turning myself in. And uh, like my, I end up like still not getting along with my people and shit. And they, my mom's kicked me out and I went back to New York and my aunt took me in and my uncle had a studio up there. And so like I got to New York and my aunt kicked me out too eventually. <laughs> so uh, yeah. and, and in New York, uh, it's a lot better if, like when you're going through some shit like that. As a as a as a team, you know what I'm saying? They have like more resources. So I end up in this program where they give me my own crib. You know what I'm saying? I go to school still. They give me like an allowance for 
groceries and shit. So I'm in New York at, I think I might have been 17 at this point. Damn, they do all that? Yeah, yeah. Shit. With my own crib, yeah. it's lit, you know what I'm saying? And then my uncle, uh, my uncle Booby, he had a studio, and it was cool. It was like, it was in a bank vault. It was called the vault. So it was like in this, in this like commercial building, you could go upstairs, and uh, there's like three rooms, and it was so dope. The first time I went there, like I never wanted to leave because there was like there be there's a big old lobby because it was it used to be like a bank or a check cashing place. So there's a lobby. There'd be people like kicking it and smoking and skateboarding in the lobby, like up and down the hallway. Then there'd be like a room with fucking break dancers and shit. Then like there'll be crumping yeah. in another room, and then and then where the bank vault was is about the size of this room, and it was so dope because like you open like some pool doors and then there's an actual bank vault and my uncle had turned the bank vault into a studio and I just never wanted to leave. I ended up like going and getting all my shit from the crib one day and just moving in the studio. And like, I was just, I don't know, like from the first time I heard my voice, I just wanted to, I knew that's what I wanted to yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would like immediately know, like thinking like I'm crashing out behind it. Like, Oh, I'll figure it out. I'm going to just rap. Like, like, like leave wherever my comfort zone was quick to do well, when I want to do something I'm just the type of nigga that I'm gonna do what I want to yeah. do like I'll be like fuck the fallout for real in certain situations I'm a, now as a, as an adult I'm a lot better about it I, I plan and think shit through the best I can but like then I was like damn I want to rap so I'm gonna be in the studio you know what I'm saying yeah. who is um who would you say is like biggest I guess music influences when like I guess just in general I guess when, when making music who would you, uh, I guess, listen to growing up or, I mean, should listen to now? Um, It's crazy because, like, I just started studying music. Like, so, like, there had, there's still so much, like, shit that, uh, I guess, the purist would be like, damn, you've never listened to this or that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, my, my grandparents are white. And when, uh, like, I spent a lot of them when I was, time with them, a lot of time with them when I was little. Um. Cause my mom, my mom's so my mom's a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like so, my mom was like always ripping and running. My mom always had some some going. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. They were, till I was like seven, all I listened to was country music. Oh shit! Yeah, like Garth Brooks. different. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, with my mom, when I got back with my mom, my mom was on like the uh, my mom was on all the rap. You know what I'm saying? So it was whatever she was listening to, like. Uh, Probably like a lot. Of, she listened to a lot of UGK, a lot of pop. I ain't hear. I think uh, probably Biggie might be my biggest influence though. As far as like, I just I don't know. Nobody be rapping like Biggie. Yeah. yeah. Are your um, you so your dad's white or is your mom white? Uh, my mom is my mom is uh, my mom is I believe white and and Dominican. Oh shit. Okay. And. Dominican or Haitian and Haitian or something like some black in there. And then uh I don't really know what my pops is for. Oh, I gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but uh but yeah, the you all my mom's all my grandma's kids are like are like uh like you can't tell my grandma's white for real. You know what I'm saying? Like that's pretty it cool. Is, yeah, it yeah. is it is and then like when I was nobody ever believes in my grandma because she's like a four foot eleven little white lady yeah. with like Silver hair now, like she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was little, everybody would think I was adopted. That's what I was yeah. just about to say. Like, was it weird growing up, like knowing that obviously it's just black and white? Was it, I, there's a ton of differences, but was it weird growing up for you? I well, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was nothing. Like, I 
I'm gonna have to ask my grandma if it was weird for her. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't. I just knew that was my grandma. Like I didn't know. Like it was just regular yeah, life. For you. I, yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't. I'm so like I didn't put that together. That fucking that that how did my black mom come out this white lady? Like I, I, I yeah. never. You know what I'm saying? I never. I never. I think, but I think that attitude. Because I know he told me nothing about race until I was like, until I was older. You know what I'm saying? But I think that attitude take me like, keep me. I don't put that. That's not a part of my thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it it has been more so since I'm an adult because I've seen more. You know what I'm saying? I've seen more like discrimination, yep. like more blatant when the shit we the shit we see going on around us. You know what I'm saying? But like some of that shit's terrible, bro. I was having a conversation on uh, one of the last podcasts and. Some of the shit that the uh, we see nowadays is just so weird to me. Like I've never really understood the the, the term hate. Um, I never really understood the, the. I mean, I say I never really understood, but I can I can kind of see where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like racism. Like never really understood why people are are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have some type of like resentment towards somebody else just based off their skin color. Like it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like how are you gonna judge people based off their, their skin tone or like act different towards them based off Yeah, the, it don't make no sense. Yeah. The first time I ever dealt with it, I was walking, my mom had sent me to uh, to to Rite Aid, I think, for, uh, we were living in Buffalo. And, Grocery uh, store, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like it's like a, it's like a walking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm walking up there to get some detergent and this, this van comes and it's got like four big ass white boys in it. And they're like, I hear him screaming at other people like there's somebody's playing rap music. And he's like, turn up that nigger music. And I'm like, oh shit. And they're so like, like uh, I had never heard like somebody actually use the 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 hard ER, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's a it's a like it's, it's some big ass white boys, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like walking by myself and they're like, they're being like super belligerent and saying all this crazy shit. And I was a little bit scared, I'm not gonna hold you. But I had never yeah. seen that like yeah. like in in front of my face before, you know what I'm saying, or even directed at me, because they said something to me. I can't remember exactly what they said, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they called me a nigger or something. But, like, I was just so shocked that, like, that they were doing that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, yeah, till then I didn't even know that was a, that was a thing. And I think I seen that movie Rosewood the next week, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I started making sense of it. But, yeah, it don't make no sense, like, and then to still be like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With, with no sign of it of it changing, you know what I'm saying? I was, uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I was watching a, shit, this was like six months ago. It was a, a Martin Lawrence stand-up comedy show. And the first like five to 10 minutes of his comedy show was about racism. Mm-hmm. This was 1993. And I'm just like, bro, it's literally, and it's like, it just, Trips me out, man. I just sometimes I just doesn't register in my head correctly because I just don't see how it just lasted so long for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and it's just like I guess just generation after generation, it's just it's still alive. But well, it's crazy how how deep it goes. Like I had um, so as I got older, like like my grandma's always put me on to like different 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 things like when my grandma knew knew I wanted to do music like she started telling me like you should listen to this like things like big band and like uh like just older art, artists like Sarah Joplin and uh Gil Scott Heron is one of the first people she put me on and I think when I looked into Gil Scott Heron um when he was doing the uh, 
He has that the revolution will not be televised. That got me. I wanted made me want to learn more about the Black Panthers. So I like did a deep dive into that and like learned about like Colintel Pro and shit and how that's an actual thing. Like by design, like yeah, how yeah. They, to take out to take out anybody in a position of power or anybody that could be a leader and either exile them or or kill them or put them in jail forever. You know what I'm saying? And that like the fact that those were that was a government thing. That trip that trips me out, and I can only imagine what what the type of ways they think now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I never never really understood it, but um, shit. Right now, as far as music and, and within San Antonio, who are you rocking with, bro? Who's a uh, who's or have you have you worked with anybody within San Antonio? Yeah, who who, who have you worked with? Um, right now, I think the the person I spend up. Most time with his knots, uh, FMG knots. That's my. We actually like. I've known him since since uh, eighth grade. Oh shit! Okay. You know saying, but yeah. like, but like, we we just got got close this last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm producing his project, which is, should be out in May. Uh, I produce like ninety percent of my projects, and uh, worldwide, that's my that's my big brother. Um, who else? I got a couple other cats I'm, I'm producing for that that are uh, it's looking pretty promising for them too. Most of your music is it is it produced by yourself? Yeah, now it's, uh, this last pro- project I dropped, um, I think I produced four or five songs on it, and and CJ produced like five songs on it. I think it's like half and half. Yeah. I produced Adidas. Me and me and Post made that. Um, oh. What well, well post that's like that's really who I'm rocking with. Post AE. AE has some music coming out too. That's pretty dope. It's like re- it's really cool sounding, like like a like really vibey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like really just like, it reminds me of like some like like kid cutty or like childish Gambino and stuff. I'm excited for him. Um yeah, me and Post made Adidas, I made Pimp by Blood, I made America, I made Outlaw. Um, those are all the ones I did, and then CJ, CJ from Chaturong, he he did everything. Else. Mm-hmm. He goes crazy. He's the one that got me into uh, stuff like starting to study music. Like when we were making all this music, music, uh, I made all these songs like five years ago. Oh shit! So when we were like in the process of making it, it would be frustrating because he would be like, you know, you should try try this, and and like he would try to like explain to me, but he don't rap, so like he couldn't. Explain it, yeah. like add, like yeah, show yeah. me, show me himself. You know what I'm saying? And I had never like when I'm making music, I'm never like I want to sound like this person or that person. So it didn't make it was weird to me to go like listen to how somebody was rapping. You know what I'm saying? So, but which is it was necessary. It helped me get a lot better, like kind of just understanding the mechanics of it. You know what I'm saying? And why so, certain yeah. things work. So most of these, well, not most, but um, some of these songs on the on the album that you just recently released were made five years ago. Yeah. How all does of them. oh all of them yeah how do you six. how do you hold on to that for so long okay it was so because that's tough bro <laughs> I I literally went started so okay so the what was happening all right we had started recording it we are like damn near finished I got booked for Mala Luna I think in 2017 and then. So the plan was, I had a billboard for the project, like, right down the street from Mala Luna. Like, we were, the plan was to drop it, like, right after that. And, like, 
like life just got got weird for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I I guess I could say like, literally, my pandemic started like then. You know what I'm saying? 2017, yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was just going through it, and it was no like, I literally like had to go back from square one. I'm also bipolar, so. I started having like a long ass bipolar episode. Like my bipolar episode probably lasted from 2017 to 2000 and to 2000 and late 2019. You know what I'm saying? And I had to literally like, I it put a it just put a big you know what I'm saying halt to that because mm-hmm. I needed to get myself straight. Like I was going through things. I was doing like a lot of out of character shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what I was going through at first, and I had to figure it out, and I had to like come up with a plan to like to like get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? And I told myself like, like literally, I went went like back to square one. So I broke up with my girlfriend. Like I was renting like a a, Air, a room at an Airbnb. You know what I'm saying? And I was like trying to figure out I was, the mental health like system. I don't know if it's just in Texas that is like this or is or it's everywhere, but it's kind of fucked. Like so, that process of like mm-hmm. going into talk to somebody and try to get on the right medicines and try to you know what I'm saying getting the right help. Yeah. It was it's it was really lengthy, and uh, like them switching my medicines and I gained all this weight. It was just a, it was just a hard process I had to get through, and then not understanding like being bipolar and what being bipolar meant. You know what I'm saying? I've I've known it like damn near my whole life and I didn't really just respect it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was a thing. I thought I just got madder than most people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it just, it turned into more than just being mad. You know what I'm saying? And and, uh, I kind of realized how, uh, like when everything came to a head, I kind of realized like, damn, if I don't get a hold of this now, like, like I was just telling, I was in a a studio with Doman the other day from Houston and we were uh, talking and I was like, what if I would have just flashed out and I was in the room with like Dr. Dre or something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like yeah. did some shit yeah, yeah. that never allowed me to get in these type of rooms again. So yeah, that that's what it was though. I just had to go on a little journey real quick. And thankfully the music stood the test of time. I got, I wanted to like just drop this as like a warm up to what we got coming next. Because the stuff coming next, I think it's like, I'm really excited about this yeah. stuff. Like, but that's good, bro. I'm, I'm fucking, um, it always, like I said, everybody has a backstory. Everybody, I think, gets put through adversity, whether if it's uh, harder than most or it's same level. It's it's tough to get out of some of the situations. But um, it's good, bro. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're in a better space now where the fucking music is is flowing at a, at a faster pace. And I'm sure it's it's a lot smoother process now when you're starting to understand things that um, mm-hmm. you didn't really understand before. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy because, like, so when... At the beginning of it, when stuff kind of I started coming out of it and started getting better, I told myself I'm gonna get. My list was I'm gonna get a job, a job, a stable place to stay, my own vehicle. I was gonna get back in shape, and then, um, then I would start working on music, and I had ended up getting a job in in West Texas as a, a surveyor for like big ass solar farms. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. The money was cool for a minute. So it was helping me. Like I got my car. I had my apartment well over there. You know what I'm saying? I was getting some money. Um I, I worked on beats the whole time. Like so the, I never stopped like the whole the whole uh what like five years I never stopped making beats. Like the like even my computer like 
my computer crashed, I, I fucking enrolled in college to go get another computer. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as long as I got a computer, I'm yeah. good. So like, um, as that started coming to a head and I got closer to being able to work on music, it was like stuff just started falling in place. Like, boom, there's some place I could uh, go back. There's a studio called, uh, called PMG, or it's inside uh, Crew Fresh, my guy Cree. Uh, actually, Cree's really a really good rapper too. Let me not leave my guy out. Uh, he, uh, so Mike D has a studio in the back that's PMG and, and Cree stores in the front, Crew Fresh. So my worldwide helped build it. So it was like they let me, when I came back in town, they let me go in there and like create. And then I started recording people, making some money. But it was like everything I needed was just falling in place, like having a solid place to, to you know what I'm saying, to work, yep. having a, like the resources I need would be in place. And and then it, I started realizing how easily I make music now. Like, like never made so much music so mm-hmm. fast that I liked, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I think everything I was going through, it was, it was to get, you know, I think my mind just needed to be a lot stronger than it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I put my mind through that. That exercise and like yeah. Um, now, yeah, it's it's like the creative process is so much easier now because I know myself better. I know everything I need. I know like acceptable acceptable situations like where I can make my compromises that how I want to create and where I won't. You know what I'm saying? I, like just knowing myself, I got to learn myself a lot yeah. better and it makes shit a lot easier. What is uh what does your creative process look like? Like whether if it's making music or beats, uh, beats, um. Usually, like, I probably, right now, my thing is I usually got to have some ass to look at. So I, I put, like, a twerking compilation on the TV. I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Hey, I, straight to it, bro. It, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's funny. My girl will walk in and be like. <laughs> but it, I got to have some. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's something, like, stimulating about it. Like, so, um, something cool on TV. Uh, if not, if not, like, some twerking is, like, anime or something, I'll pop on it. And then. I just roll some weed, listen to some music first. You know what I'm saying? Like the I I usually start creating like like seven thirty in the morning. Oh shit! And probably stop at like between four thirty and seven thirty. You got a full time job making beats, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I make beats yeah. all, all all day, and then uh, and then I'll probably go kick it with my girl for a couple hours, and then go back to the studio, and either got somebody to record or somebody or working on some stuff I started earlier or plotting out some like sequence in a project or mm-hmm. something. I just, I just try to stay working the whole time. So if I'm not working on beats, I'm like working on merch. I'm working on, I'm working on something, working yeah. on like plotting a video out or I'm constantly planning and, and thinking about what I'm going to do next. Yeah. I, I think, I think I think too much sometimes about what I'm going to do next that I don't enjoy what I just did. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like somebody got to think about what's next. And the people around me will be so live about what's going on. Yeah. For me, you know what I'm saying? I got to be, be the one that's thinking about what's next. That's the hardest part for me, man. I had a conversation with my mom, like, a couple years ago, and she was she was trying to tell me, like, just to chill out. Like, you're doing too many things at once. You're not yeah. really enjoying what you're actually doing right now. And I had to, it was true, man. Like I was going full fucking speed. I was doing two times the things that other people were doing, but I wasn't really enjoying like family time, the the, the friend time. The, mm-hmm. the, like I wasn't really focused, I guess, on the the right now. And that, that, shit, that shit trips me out sometimes now. It's different because I'm starting to slowly take everything at a, at, a, at a slower pace over time. 
And I'm just letting things fall into place. And like mm-hmm. I said before, if it doesn't happen, cool. If it, if it does, even better. Let's roll with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she, she always puts me on a game, man. Shout out to my mom. But I wanted to ask you because hearing your story and just everything that you've been through, it, it seems, it doesn't seem, but it, you've been put through a lot of fucking trials and tribulations and, and errors and all types of sh- all types of shit to, uh, that most people don't go through. Uh, what keeps you going, bro? Like, what, what, where's the motivation come through? Um, you know what? I don't know. I, I, there's things I want for people in my life because I never even like, like you'll hear a lot of people that that do what we do, like talk about what they're gonna do when they're when they're on or when they got money. Like once in a while, I might say like say mention some shit to my girl, but I never like I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to go platinum and buy this right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. But I don't know. I got a lot of people that I love in my life and that have helped me a lot in my life, and I want to be able to, to repay them and at least by saying I. I did what I said I said I was gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And now I got I got eleven nieces and nephews. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. they gotta go to college. Like I don't know, and like the the them seeing like making them proud is dope. Um my brother helps keeping me going. My brother, uh he he's a starting center at Tulane in New Orleans. And like watching how hard he works, you know what I'm saying, like it turns me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I don't want the my little brother to be the first one to pop either. So I gotta like there's a little, there's a little competition yeah, between you know what I'm saying? I gotta <laughs> I gotta turn up and yeah. he be on his shit, so it keep me on mine. And then and I love what I do as well. Like I think maybe probably that first than anything, like I love making music. I love I love like I don't know, I love the process of it. I love I forgot how much until like this last week, I forgot how much I like putting music out, and I just I'm passionate about it. Like, I think that might be the difference between me and a lot of people because I like this is like this is my first love for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I do this if I was if I was like poor, like if all I could have was a was a room this size with a microphone, and and I had to work a work three jobs to be able to like I'll do I do what I gotta do to 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 do this because I love it so much. Yeah. And I've never been this good at nothing else. So like it's what I do. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I've uh, I've always I th- I think I just saw like a fucking TikTok the other day where it's like talking about how if uh you do what you love for a good amount of time and you get good at it, you start getting paid for it. Somehow, mm-hmm. some way shit starts to fall in line. Mm-hmm. And you you start you start making money off it. Well it's funny, like every time I've committed like like right now. I think right now is like the time where I need like money coming in like the most constantly because it's always like so much money I gotta put out. You yeah. know what I'm saying, especially doing everything myself and like paying for everything myself and like I have I have like people that come through and help me. You know what I'm saying? That that believe in what I'm doing and they're like, you know what, man, you need some help to do this. You know what I'm saying? Or if I I know I can I have certain people to call like. You know what I'm saying? That hey, yep. I need some. I'm this is what I'm trying to do. Let me see what you know what I'm saying. If you can help me or not. If not cool, then you know what I'm saying? Like, which that makes it live, but like every time I like commit to like cause I was making good money in West Texas, like I could I could dip and go work a job right now and make twenty four dollars an hour, making like seventeen hundred a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh every time I commit to doing it, like some some good enough money comes in to where it's like yeah, I don't know. Nah, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh I don't I don't even know my point in saying that. 
<laughs> but, but yeah, no, I but, got you. But yeah, like the every time I'm like, fuck this, I'm gonna go get a job, or like, nah, fuck this, but I'm gonna need to go get a job to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the situation ends up being like, don't, mm-hmm. that's not what you gotta do. So, but if it was, I, I, I would like when it when it came to that because it's just not a cheap cheap thing. You know? What yeah, I'm saying? people forget how how much money it takes to start doing anything in general. Honestly, yeah. like it starts anything creative. I think has a has some expense when it when it comes to shit that you you just want to do when you find passion in something, especially when you want to do it at a high level. Yeah, like the, the shit don't be costing cheap. Like yeah. even just that computer, it's a three thousand dollar computer. But you hit you know it right saying? on the money. <laughs> yeah, right on the money. Yeah. yeah, what we I just had to uh, replace my computer a couple months ago. Yeah, the uh, you know who, who Yanzo is? Yanzo the Young? No, I don't. He no. he's he's from the West Side. He was probably the best like. Best uh, Hispanic rapper like ever to me, you know what I'm saying? He and Hector had a uh, Hector was like doing some work with him and um. What's the name again? Uh, Yanzo. Shit, you. If I see a picture, I probably would say I know what you're talking about. But um, and, yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. He was a uh, Hector wanted me to start recording him. So the first time I was gonna record him, um, I was in a session. And uh, I was heading to his session, and my computer started shitting the bed on the way over there. So I had to get somebody else to to record him. And I was like, I started freaking out because, um, like four or five years ago, I had went to L.A. and I was supposed to be staying out there for like three months. And uh, it's the first week out there, my computer shit the bed, and then I was out there with no, like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I was thinking about it now, like I'm about to be, I'm about to be moving, like. I can't have my computer fucked up. So like, and then thank God, like the money was there for me to replace my computer. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, like the, the shit don't be cheap. Yeah, it's expensive, bro. I've, I've talked about how much I've spent on this, all this shit that's in the room right now. And it's, it's not fucking cheap, man. Uh, I wanted to ask you though, the, your, your recent album just released um, April 20th, right? So it was four days ago. Yeah. How's the response been from, from people listening to it from, I guess, social media? How's the response? It's been cool. It's been live. Like it's, it's got me, it got me super excited for what's to come, especially just being the first, the first four days, like people seem to love it. Yeah. Um, I haven't like, I'm not looking at the numbers on it yet. I told myself I'm not going to look for it. That shit gets in your head sometimes, bro. Yeah. Same here, man. Shit gets in my head sometimes. it's it's been cool like just since being so quiet for so long and it shows me like like having real like a real base like people that really like got real love for me and and what I do and we're just waiting the whole time like like uh I dropped before before the I dropped the music I dropped the like the pre-orders for the merch and so 50 shirts like in 24 hours and I was like, damn, <laughs> like, like I know yeah. people can't sh- sell fifty shirts in a year. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't, I don't want to say I took that for granted. Well, yeah, I took, I took having people like locked into what I and invested what I'm doing in for granted because it's really, it's really important. So I mean, the in dropping the project, it was like people were so excited to have to hear new music from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I've been hearing it for a minute, but it's new to everybody else because I host everything so close to the vest. So. Yeah. If you weren't like directly around me, it's it's brand new and it's like timeless music. So, I think I think people are gonna be banging this one for some years. Yeah, yeah. What's well, um shit? We'll end on this, bro. I know you just mentioned the merch, but um, other than that, what's uh what's next for you? you got any shows coming up? You got anything? I'm trying doing? to I'm trying to plan a 
I'm putting together right. Well, I'm not trying. I'm putting together a show for myself. Uh, for I'm thinking like mid June, early July. Um, I'm doing. I will be performing on May twenty. When is it, Vic? Is it the Davies thing? Yeah, the I've seen that the club collab break. Twenty fifth. Twenty sixth. Twenty eighth. Something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen it. This is that way. Mm-hmm. Because you know Dank and them, right? You just should mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll be performing there. I'm supposed to be performing at Bra, I believe, too. Um, either the day before or the next day. Uh, what else? I think... I think... I talked to Eddie the other day. He wants me to walk him out at a fight. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so... Eddie's the man, bro. Yeah, Eddie's cool as fuck. Eddie's so I'll be doing that. Yeah, a lot of motion. Um... In between that, working on stuff for the people I'm working with, like I'm trying to get a project produced for uh, there's this this girl out here. Her name on Instagram is a uh, OG Big Fine Ray. She going crazy. She be snapping. So I'm trying to I'm trying to produce a project for her. I got the project. I'm producing for Nas. This should be dropping May 25th. Um, hmm? Oh yeah, I'm uh no shit. I'm supposed to uh, Corey Kendricks is go- doing a tour. And I'm supposed to be doing all the oh, Texas yeah. dates with him. I seen that shit too. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be doing all the Texas dates with him. So that's locked in. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited. It, it feels good to be busy. Like yeah, like I spent a lot of time like like all last year. I was just working on music, like trying to get myself back in the game. Like I hadn't rapped and I hadn't like literally when I was out when I said I like had to discipline myself not to not to make music at all because I would have fucking quit my job like. Like the minute I start rapping, like don't nothing else matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so, like if I was I was out in West Texas and would have started rapping, like like a weekend to it, like I'd have started calling into work and shit, and like just not been giving a fuck. And fucking, uh, I'd be like, you know what? I got like three checks saved up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Start was, thinking yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now being being busy is exciting. It feels good. Yeah, that's dope, bro. It's always good when you're busy, man. It's always fucking good. We'll um we'll end uh, actually on this. Got three little hot shot questions. Um, first, best advice you've ever gotten? Anybody? General advice, music advice, best advice. Best advice. Ooh. You ever gotten from somebody? Um, hard work wins. Who's that hard. from? Uh, Can you say it was a it was a football coach I had. I don't know his first name, but his last name was Muhammad. We just called him Muhammad. Muhammad, he was, shit, yeah. He was, and I was only. It was in uh, in Rochester, and I think I only like played for the summer, but that was his motto: like hard work wins. That's in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like their little mantra or whatever, but it, it always stuck with me, like because it's so true. Like, yeah, people like, people forget, man, that um, like I said, the the. Being proactive, being just working, mm-hmm. shit just magically get lucky and just starts falling into place. It mm-hmm. happens weird like that. Being you gotta just be in position. Yeah, a lot of shit just be about showing up. That too, yeah. Like uh, most shit be about showing up, just being there. Because yeah. if you already did the work and you're there, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna like yeah. something's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And if it don't, it will eventually. You just gotta keep showing up. Shit on the on the flip side, what's uh what's the worst advice you ever you ever got? Maybe because I probably just like. I can't remember that shit like that don't stick with me like the. That's true, yeah, yeah. And then again, you're probably just around some dope ass people that have like the same energy, same energy, positive energy. So they're never really like. Yeah, thinking well, about 
They usually, yeah, it's usually somebody that's trying to like trying to help. So even if it was bad advice they took, like I'm already like a like they they gave me, I'm already I already probably had like I was doing the opposite in my yeah. head. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah, no, I, I don't think no bad advice just stick with me like that. Like yeah, shit. Last one, bro. Um, what's something that people value but you don't? Yeah, this one's always a tough one. My girl would probably say money, because <laughs> I'm like, I've always uh. I just like I don't hold money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if we get some money in, it gets spent on something, and then it's usually like something I need. But like I don't know. Like if I had a, I think I was just telling somebody if I had a little bit more respect for money, like I'd probably be a little, a little bit cooler. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I, I think think that that'd be it. Like I don't really like, like it's not that I don't value like tangible things because I want nice things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't, I'd rather have time than money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the more time I got, the more money I can make, even if it's like, like in the longer run. So like, I'm gonna always take the time over the bread because a lot of times the bread don't be worth it. And I'm gonna spend it so fast. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. gonna be, cause it's gonna be gone. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm it saying? It makes sense. Cause there's, there's times where I've seen people get just so attached to the money and they start forgetting about other real shit that's happening in life. Mm. It's just focused on the fucking money and it's like, there's other shit happening around you but you're not fucking realizing it's happening because you're just, the money's right there and that's what you're only going for. Mm. So I can see it. It makes sense. I think maybe I need to, I probably need to like, show how much I value family more because I spend so much time like, yeah. on going like, trying to get something accomplished that I think I forget to like, a lot of times I forget to tap in and let people know how much I love them and care about them. You know what I'm saying? I don't love them or care about them any less because I'm not tapping in, but I just, yeah. people need that from you too. They need to be told that that you you love them and you care about them and just, they might know it, but the hearing it is is a, it feels good. I'll be forgetting that. Yeah, just some insurance always helps. Well, fuck man. Um, what's uh, what's your IG handles? If What's your social media handles so people can follow you? Uh, at Bandsworth. Uh, B-A-M-S-W-O-R-T-H. It's at Bandsworth on everything. Um, on the music platforms, you just look up Bandsworth Belly. B-E-L-L-I. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shit, anything you want to say? Anything you want to, before we get up out of here? You pretty much covered a lot, right? Yeah, we talked about a lot. It's pretty smooth, though. This is a dope hey, conversation. If I, if I forgot to mention you when bro asked if uh, who I fuck with here, uh, do not DM me. <laughs> If, yeah, because yeah. you know I fuck with you. So yeah. stop. Shit. Uh, yeah, man. I appreciate you coming through. This is uh, especially on a a tight schedule. Because no, I appreciate I you having me. I was like, like I said, like I, I wanted to do you and Mozzie like mm-hmm. before anything because y'all are the funnest to, to watch to me. But I, no shade to nobody else. But like, like uh, I can tell how much y'all like it. Like, yeah, yeah. When I'm, when I'm watching, shit, man, it's it's been tough, bro. Because I mentioned before in the earlier in the podcast, like some of this shit, like I have haven't been in the studio in, in a month, and bro, I've been. Ooh, and like, didn't you make like a promise that you were gonna do it? <laughs> do it. That's hilarious. Pod, like every week, I remember that. Hilarious. That's funny because uh, two people hit me up two weeks ago and was like, "Where's the fucking? Where's the pod? Where's the fucking pod?" <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, time's tough, dog. Like, I wish it was a lot easier, a lot more." Um, just a lot more time. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Just time, dog. Like, mm-hmm. that, that shit gets to me so bad. And it's just some of these days I get off from, from fucking work. I'm like, I don't want to do anything but just go to sleep, dog. Like, not even talk to anybody. Like, there's just 
it's a weird time right now, but I'm starting to get back into it. Um, so man, routine, yeah, routine is yeah. is one of the biggest things for me. But um, shout out to shout out to y'all if y'all still watching. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Um, follow follow my guy on social media. Um, listen to the music. It's 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 well worth the fucking listen. And um, yeah, man, appreciate you one more time, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Peace, man. Thank you.